0: You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com.
1: This is Live from the Table, the official podcast of the world-famous comedy cellar in Greenwich Village, New York City. We are on Roddug, Sirius XM 99. This is Dan Natterman, which can only mean one thing, that Noam is not here. And uh, I think he'll be here later, though. Right. Uh, Stephen, our producer, has told me that he is... Uh, he's on
2: or well, he's on his
3: way. He hasn't texted me he's yet. He's on but. his way,
1: so he may be here, he may not be. We're here with Joe List. Hi. A veteran of our podcast. You've been here before, I've Joe. I've
3: been here a couple times before, yeah. I mean, I'm a little uncomfortable. I mean, you come I came for Noam. I'm trying to get in with this guy. He plays mandolin. I'm taking mandolin lessons. He owns the joint. You know, I mean... Uh, so that's what you were pointing on talking about yeah, when he came on his mandolin I, lessons. The mandolin and uh, anything. I was going to agree with anything he says. Just uh, trying right. to really get As in good. Possible, well, though.
1: that's where you're <laughs> at fault because Noam actually prefers people that engage him. He doesn't want to hang out with somebody that agrees with him. That's no fun. He would no, rather right. hang out with people that, 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 that have an opposite opinion.
3: All right. I didn't disagree with everything yeah, he says. There you go. Aren't you glad but you it heard should that? Be, p- it
1: should be an intelligent, well-reasoned uh, a contrary opinion. Oh I'm reasonable baby. So if you can swing that that's the best possible uh, I think uh, uh, the best possible approach. <sighs> now I'm nervous. But don't overthink it. Joe List, uh, what's going on with you? Are you married yet? Did I'm you get married. married. I'm
3: wearing a wedding ring. I just okay. got back from hey, uh, hey, Paris, France.
1: Thank you very much. Oh, you were just on your honeymoon in Paris?
3: It wasn't a honeymoon. It was my wife's turn 40. So I took her to Paris on her uh, 40th. We went to a honeymoon last year, which was very enjoyable. Oh,
1: wait. You've been married how long?
3: I've been married uh, almost a year, it'll be a year in August. Oh. August
1: 17th. Is that right?
3: Well, it goes so fast because it just seems like yesterday you were telling me you were engaged to this young lady. Well, I was. It was uh, well, it was a year ago. August, I said August 17th. That's a lie. I got married in the courthouse on August 16th. We had a ceremony on the 19th. And she is a, another, she's a fellow comic. Her name is... Uh, Sarah Talamash. Sarah Talamash. Yes. This okay. is
1: comic on comic marriage, which is uh, not
3: altogether rare in the comedy world. No, there's quite a few. Carrie Louise, Tom Cotter. Rich Voss and Bonnie. Yes. Al Ducharme. And uh, what's Al Ducharme's wife? Uh, Bernadette Pauly.
1: Bernadette Pauly, yes. Is there any particular, um, I don't know, difficulties, advantages and disadvantages of, of your wife also being a stand-up comedian? I think it,
3: I, it's... It, what does advantageous mean? It means it's a good thing. That means it's an advantage, right? Is that the root word? Yes. Advantage. Right. I just put this together right here in this moment. Well, it's you learn fairly, a lot on this podcast. It's a fairly common word. Yeah, well, not as bright as you might think. I have glasses, and I look like a smart guy, but I'm not that smart. Well, anyway, so it's, you say it's advantageous in certain ways. It is advantageous because we know all the same people. That's, what, that's helpful in a relationship because a lot of relationships, I think someone comes home and goes, Oh, Bob at the office was an ass, and this person stinks. But I've never met them. So I go, I don't care about these people. But I can go home and be like, boy, you know, uh, Leonard Lutz was really being mean to me. She goes, oh, Leonard Lutz is like that. We know the same people. We hate the same people. I love Leonard Lutz, obviously. That was just because we were talking about him. (laughs) So it's good to know the same people. Plus, we can go hang out at a comedy club together. Whereas if you have a civilian wife or husband, they may not want to sit at the comedy cellar. Now, would it bother you if she all of a sudden took off? I would, it would, I would love that. And because became we could a huge use, star. Well, we could use the money. And you did not. Okay. Well, I, I'm doing well enough right now that even if she was a big star, I'd go, well, I have my own fans. I've been on television. I'm on the Comedy Cellar podcast. You know what I mean? But if I was, you know, if I was an open micer and she took off, it might hurt me a little bit. Well, you know, I, you hear that a lot about, you know, couples
1: where there's jealousy between, you know, actors and uh, people in the same field. But you seem to think you could handle that. So I think I'll be well, on that. Of course, you don't really know until it happens.
3: Of course, it might be difficult uh, because, you know, if all these men were trying to, you know, studly men wanted to have sex with my wife all of a sudden, it might be. Well, here's the problem, I think. You, you're in the comedy world.
1: If you guys should break up, God forbid, and we hope it lasts, your marriage lasts a long time. Thank you. Thank uh, you. It could well be that her next boyfriend is also in the comedy world. Well, that's why you it's have to marry Somebody that you know.
3: Once you start dating a comedian, you have to marry the comedian because you can't have all your friends banging your ex wife. And that's the other problem is she's had sex with many comedians. Uh, that you know? Yes. Friends of, of yours?
1: Friends with whom you have uh, cordial relations?
3: Yeah, one of my best friends. And Leonard Utes, of course, she made love right. to for many. That's going to be the theme. <laughs> yeah, know? well, we might as well
1: uh, keep that theme going. Yeah, yeah. We might as well. <laughs>
3: But yeah, she slept with Modi, William Stevenson, I mean, quite a few seller uh, regulars here. But you, 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 you're saying she has them, I and you're joking about those. I'm, I'm s- joking about these men, but yes, yeah, a couple but people. She there has was multiple people at my wedding who that she's made love to in the past. Okay. Huh.
1: Now, it's not necessarily uncommon to have people at your wedding that have other people that have, made, that have had sex with, with one of the bride or the groom, but...
2: May but, I ask, did you know uh, afterwards that it had happened, or did she tell you like later on in the relationship?
3: Well, the thing is, I've known her for many years, so I knew her while one of them was happening. You know what I mean? I've, I've known her for 10 years before I was married to her, for God's sake. I,
2: I'm to assume that that would make most civilians uncomfortable. What do you think? I mean, did it make you
3: uncomfortable? Here's my thing. Once you're into your 30s, there's only... You can't be too upset about people that have had sex with your, the person before. You know, if you're 22 and you meet someone and you're like, oh, she slept with the entire lacrosse team, you might be like, oh, I'm a little weary of this. Right. But once you're older, you go, well, I've slept with a million girls. I, I, and I will to- say that, you know, when
1: it comes to oral sex and you're down there and you're yeah. thinking to yourself, so-and-so has been here. yes. Uh, I don't know if that uh, is something that is event- him uh, at all to you, but but uh, that would be something I, that would be in my mind at, the, at a minimum.
3: See, it's not in my mind. I mean, it's in my mind now for because you said it, and, oh, sorry, uh, and now but... we're really in there. But no, it doesn't. That doesn't bother me too much. It was in the past, and then there's also the thing of I'm having sex with her now. So what do I care about that guy? I mean, I mean, I'm here now. Well, be here now, as they say. Okay, well, but some, right. that would bother some people. Yes, oh, certainly, yeah. And how are you finding married life? I love it. It's very nice. It's nice to have someone to go home to. We're good buddies, and we laugh. We, I mean, she's very funny. She's a comedian. So we laugh the night away, That's sometimes the day away. Well, she is away. very funny,
1: but, but I must say that just because she's a comedian doesn't necessarily want... There are comedians that aren't particularly funny, especially mm. off stage. There are comedians that I can hang out with for hours and, and not crack a smile. Oh, uh, but, but I'm not. Certainly. But certainly Sarah Talamacchi, whom I don't know, but I'll assume she's not one of those people. No, she's a very funny person. But but, but, but what's interesting is that there are comedians who, although they do the job on stage, off stage are, are not overwhelmingly are kind of a curmudgeon. Uh, not overwhelmingly uh, joyful or gay. No, what's uniquely gay in the old-fashioned sense of the term. What
3: I find even more uniquely interesting than a comedian who's not funny off stage is a comedian who's not attempting to be funny off stage. That's always fascinating to me. When you talk to a comedian, there's some comedians that try to be funny, but they stink off stage. Then there's comedians, they don't even crack a joke at any point. You're just going, well, this is just, we're just having a discussion all the time. Yeah. I'm mm. not sure if I've ever met any of those.
2: Oh, uh, there's some. I, I know a couple of those. I mean, I think it's just as likely that you're going to meet comedians who crack jokes all the time because they think in jokes. Mm. I actually had to train myself to not laugh when I'm hanging out with comedians because otherwise I'm that jerk-off who laughs at everything. Oh, we well, need why, why is
1: that a bad thing? Well, if, if
2: I'm sitting here talking about, like, the economy and uh, I'm with two comedians who just think in jokes and they're telling jokes... Well, if it's la- a joke, then it's appropriate to laugh. Well, but they're not laughing and so then I'm the well, only person at the table laughing and then okay. I That's okay, we're like used idiot. to
1: that because we do that on stage. We, we tell jokes and we don't typically laugh, although some comedians laugh at their own jokes. Most Generally don't. We're used to that. We like that. So don't hold back. Uh, yeah, please give uh, it to it us. It doesn't feel good. If, uh, like on the fourth joke,
2: if I'm laughing at the well, fourth uh, joke, and that's like Well, that's something that you oh, need guy. to
1: deal with. I do want to uh, talk briefly before we bring over. our... We have a couple of great guests here today. Yes, we do. Uh, we have uh, who? What are their names again? Uh, Michael and Sam. Okay, Mike. Michael. It does a. Not Michael. Sam. No, no not Michael. We Sam. Would never have him. No. No. But I just wanted to briefly discuss, what do you all think of... Uh, it seems to me that the, the internet, that the social network is is being harsh on Ivanka Trump, and I think it's gone too far. Well, today, can you
2: explain Today,
1: for this. example, Kate Spade just killed herself, the bag designer. Yes. And uh, so, so uh, Ivanka wrote, um, you know, this just goes to show you that anybody can be depressed no matter how rich and successful you are, so... If you're depressed, seek help and don't keep it inside. Whatever. Don't be ashamed of it. Okay. And then, so some a bunch of people wrote, basically, fuck you. Your father cut funding for mental health. And, uh, you know, so you shouldn't be saying... You shouldn't be telling us that we
2: should... Oh. You know? I mean, it's like... I mean, uh, can't you know, anybody say anything just banal she's saying and boring something anymore?
1: Something nice about, about uh, people should seek out help for their mental health issues, number one. Number two... She's not in control of what Donald Trump is, uh... Every budget cut that Donald Trump makes?
3: No. Is not, she's not in charge of that? No, they're separate people and it seems uh, anti- uh, feminist to assume that she's that directly associated with her father. She's, she's an individual. She's not president. She's just the, the child of a well, president. Well, she has influence and she does you know... Suppose she has and some. she supports but, the but, president. But,
1: but, and she supports him well, she's his daughter. Obviously she's going to support him and and just because she supports him doesn't mean that she's on board with everything that he does, and that, that this particular uh, budget cut that I re- I don't even know what the hell it is, and, may- and maybe it made sense in the overall context of the federal budget, I don't know. But assuming Donald Trump did a terrible thing by, by reducing some funding for some mental health initiative, even assuming that's the case, she didn't do it. No, no, she didn't. And, and so I think there, I think it's, it's just uh, now, uh, it's not advantageous. I can tell you that. Would I be defending Ivanka this vehemently if she weren't, you know, a beautiful young lady? I don't know. Unlikely. I think I would be. But it, you it, think so? I think so, but it may play a role subconsciously in my, you know, uh, the, the male need to defend a woman. Uh, might play, but be playing a role in there somewhere without my, uh, you know, conscious knowledge of it.
2: I mean, would you be as um, discerning and
3: come to the person's defense? I mean, if she were were fat, I might say that. Can you believe what that fat pig tweeted? Well, it makes it seem like uh, this is Kate Spade's uh, sad, non-advantageous death is directly related to Donald Trump's policy, which seems like a bit of a stretch.
1: Well, that's certainly not the case,
3: and she could certainly have afforded Uh,
1: any mental health care she wanted. Yeah, exactly.
2: Well, actually, you... uh,
1: But but now, you might argue that mental health research could have come up with new medications or new treatments. In the Uh, last three weeks? Not likely, no. I, I don't believe there's a link there. I think they were just saying she's being hypocritical because she's saying mental health is important, but Donald Trump doesn't think it's important according to... Uh, his action. Do you yeah. think
2: that you would come to the defense of Eric or uh, Donald Eric. Jr. if they if something similar happened to
1: them? I do think I would, but not with. I don't. I. It, there might be the the vehemence, the the the. Uh, is that the, right the vehemence? The vehemence might be a homicide. You know, I, obviously, I find the Trump boys uh, less agreeable than Ivanka. Yes. yes. And it, it, it might not be as uh, as as strong a defense, but I think I would. Hmm. I do think I would. I, um, whether there was anything that could be done for Kate Spade, I don't know. I think that some mental illnesses, like some physical illnesses, just plain are fatal. And, uh, and it's going to happen either it, there's way. there's nothing much that you can do about it. But no, you,
3: I didn't read much about it. What, what did, what's,
1: well, I what don't know what the precisely the reason was. She hung herself. which is, Yes, which is a particularly nasty
3: yes, way to go. Yes, it really
1: is. And I don't know if it's because... It's also very effective.
3: Yeah. People according generally don't the, survive that. According to the film Young Guns, you soil yourself when you're hanged. But I that movie came out quite some time ago, I don't know. So you're saying that human biology has changed since then and we no longer have. Well solos? I mean they might be, you know, that might it's a cowboy movie from the eighties, so who knows? They may not be that accurate.
2: That's where I get most of my medical knowledge from from cowboy movies from the eighties. Yeah, um, I do have a question though. Do you find that mental illness is more prevalent? In the comedy community, amongst comedians, because that's the common. Well, trope, we've
1: been isn't through it? this ad nauseum, and the answer is, of course, yes. Oh, Joe? really?
3: Well, I don't. I'm not. I'm not really in any other community, so it's hard to tell. Like, you're I not mean, in the handbag community. Yeah, barbers may all be uh, kooky and an OCD or suicidal, but I'm not really sure. But well,
1: you, I have been in other communities because we all have. I did go to uh, high school and college and did have some day jobs and know people that are not comedians and uh, you know i think i think it's fair to say and still i'm friendly with people that are not comedians not and i think me. it's fair to say that yes there's certainly a connection and that you know when a comedian kills themselves as as happens uh, it's not to me quite as shocking as to hear kate spade killing herself mm, which yeah. to me did strike me a little bit as more shocking because right. she's not in the arts you know if she were a drummer uh, i would say yeah okay
2: I mean, you see, you meet a lot of comedians though who are at, seem to be holding it together pretty well and very happy. Like Leonard Oots, for example, yes. seems to be doing quite well. Well, he couldn't hang himself. <laughs> well, there's not a Leonard, structure
3: alive. Le- Leonard Oots.
1: <laughs> Just to explain that for those who don't know, Leonard Oots is a bigger, he's a heavier guy, and yes, um, and happy. Well, you, you seemingly. know, I think we can bring over. Yeah, yeah our, right. Our well, I'm going to go
2: get Sam. Uh, Sam, Sam Pressler. Long.
1: He's the founder of the Armed Services Arts Partnership,
2: ASAP.
3: Oh, wow. So it's easy to remember. It's a fun acronym. And it helps veterans
1: integrate into their comedians through the arts and through comedy.
3: That seems like a good talk. So now, that's, that's, now that's a very high suicide rate, is uh, a veterans. veterans. I don't know if we should bring bringing that. Well up. I don't know if we should or we shouldn't, but How's we'll feel on? our way.
1: This yeah. this is uh, well this is not, this is uh, Sam Pressler. And where's Michael Garvey? Uh we're bring him over. All right. We'll bring Mike. Well, First, we'll talk briefly with Sam We'll get the skinny from Sam Pressler.
2: Hello, Sam. Um,
1: this is Joe List, Sam, to your uh, nice to you. right. He is a comedian yes, and a fine one,
3: Thank I for dare say. Dance.
1: Oh, you know who he is?
3: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate Sam it. Sam Pressler, are you a
1: comedian?
4: No, I'm not. Not at all.
1: Okay. But you are <laughs> the founder of the Armed Services Arts Partnership. That's ASAP. And uh, you help veterans integrate... Through stand up and the arts, according to your biography. Tell us a little bit more about that.
4: Yeah, so I uh, started this organization, a uh, nonprofit. When Sam I, Pressler. Sam Pressler, that's me. When I was in college, uh, as a means to kind of help veterans connect with their community uh, come and kind of come home. Um, essentially, integration is a double sided challenge. It's around uh, veterans having uh, difficulties integrating into their communities because of mental health issues, because of kind of a lost sense of purpose. We were just um,
1: talking about mental health issues in the comedy community, and we were saying obviously in the veteran community, uh, you know, it's it's even more so. And it, it, yeah, you know, I would. Have, although to be a, to, to get into the army in the first place, you've got to be pretty solid mentally. I think I don't think the army is accepting mental cases, although I could be wrong.
4: I can't speak for official U.S. Army policy, um, but I do know there are, there are certain standards to get in. Um, I think what we see is part, some challenges uh, in the program are experiences people have had before they joined, some are uh, part of joining, some are coming home. Um, But what we see comedy uh, and what the research shows is that it's amazing at building resilience. Uh,
1: Doing comedy or or hearing comedy?
4: uh, Actually producing humor. Um, So actually the act of writing jokes and producing humor is a way to kind of reframe your experiences um, and, and kind of take in the world in a different way.
1: Now, why your interest in veterans? You yourself are not a veteran, is that correct?
4: No, I'm not, but I actually got into this work um, because I have a family history of uh, actually suicide and um, also close family members suicide and actually connected with some of the mental health challenges in the veteran space. Um, And my college was uh, in Hampton Roads, Virginia, which is one of the most densely populated uh, military communities in the country. Um, And so it was this natural kind of transition to. What college
3: is in Hampton Roads?
4: uh, William and Mary. Oh, oh yeah, I know. William. Michelle Wolf is an alumni. Second
3: oldest college in America. Second As is John college.
4: Stewart and Patton Oswalt. So oh wow, powerhouse. Yeah, uh, I, just, I actually went to William Mary because John Stewart went there. Oh wow. And then I found out because I'm a Jew from New Jersey. It's like it's the natural path. Um, and then I found out that he fucking hated it. Um, oh really? Yeah, it was like. Did you? Generally, George Washington yeah. went
3: to high school It was like a boarding school And, and GW went there uh, Yeah, Thomas Jefferson I didn't Jefferson. know anything
1: about that I know it from the song There's a song uh, uh, Steely Dan song
3: William and Mary won't <laughs> Don't do That's uh, my old school <laughs> Yeah um, Yeah, I just did a, I did a show there in November And I learned a lot about the school But I know, and, it's a, uh, I
1: know it's a good school I didn't, by the way, have any fun in college either I'm not sure if it's for the same reasons You didn't have fun I don't think so, because you
3: look like a good-looking yeah, guy looking that, did, you. that did get laid. I, I imagine, yeah. yeah. You seem like you got laid a, a few minutes ago. So this, topic has, never you're, co- you're this topic
4: has never come up when I've represented my nonprofit well, before. Well, oh, okay. we do things
3: a little differently here. My grandma's <laughs> listening. Um, oh, jeez.
4: <laughs> well,
3: you're, yeah, in she's proud of you're, in you're in good shape. You're in good shape is what I'm invest. trying to say. And yeah, to you're a tan, olive
1: skin, I would say. yes. So you're saying you did or you didn't get laid at William & Mary?
3: Well, he's saying he doesn't want to... He wants to talk about it FIF.
4: Um, oh. No, okay. so, but yeah. So I oh, doesn't want to talk.
3: just want to talk about it. Okay.
4: <laughs> but Stephen, but didn't. you
1: brief him that anything goes on this show?
4: D- uh, I mean, I no, could... He actually had no idea who I was. <laughs> what? Of course I, of course I knew. You. <laughs> He's like, you're not a veteran or a comedian. Well, so uh, <laughs> well, why anyway, don't anyway, we meet his his, his yeah, one yeah, of his yeah, yeah.
1: clients? Like, are they clients or the? Uh, they're
4: wait, they're he, called alumni. You graduated
1: William and Mary. Yeah. And this is what you're doing for a living. It's like a non nonprofit, and you you get money from people, and you take a little salary. Hopefully, you don't skim too much
4: <laughs> no that is not our approach yes yeah, so i do this full-time
1: and this is your job and it's based out of is it based out of Virginia?
4: oh uh, yeah we're in dc and southeastern virginia okay this is uh
1: Mike. michael garvey combat wounded u.s marine corps he's got a dog and he's got a service dog this is a a, a big old service dog oh, fun and i don't know who this woman is she's not a service person i gather uh, who is this young lady that you are with?
4: This is uh, Sharon Kang. She's also an alumni of our comedy. Oh, she's a veteran class. as well. Yeah, she served in the U.S. Army, um, and she has done our comedy class. She's done our improv class, and we're actually in town for another event, and she's up with us, and so she's joining as well.
1: Okay, we might have to uh, uh, ask you to uh, leave if 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 Noam comes. What's your name again? Sharon. 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 If Noam comes, he's the other uh, host. Then, oh. then, we might need that seat. But oh. for now, have, but for now, no. sit down. Sit No, I'm just saying. No nope, No, I'm just saying. He's the co- he's the owner of the club. I can't. I can't. T- I keep, keep him out. I is could. Is I could. I could. I could step aside
3: as well. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I. Um, I'm dying to get out of here. Well, if that's I'm, the case, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm bringing some humor in here. All right, all right. Not, well, well, we, it feels like shit's about to get real, so I wanted to throw a couple jokes in, in there. You mean Sam
5: wasn't funny? Shit
3: <laughs> is about to get
1: real. So th- this is, This is Michael Garvey, Marine Corps, I'm
5: Marine retired. Corps. Medically. I didn't do 20. I'm not that dumb. Okay. I'm just dumb <laughs> enough to get shot. Hey, I where'd you get th- shot in? What I get? The stomach and the leg. Oh, my God. Two I same, good places same to get bullet? shot. No, it wasn't a magic bullet. No. it's not the Kennedy bullet. <laughs> yeah. No, they could, if
1: he's shooting from up high, I could see that it could go uh, into high. the high. Yeah, he's shooting mm. downward and it hits you in the stomach mm. and then the leg. Mm. Or you're doing yoga at the
3: time.
5: I was doing yoga.
1: Well, so then, that's then it makes sense. <laughs> now yeah. I've
3: heard from the movie Reservoir Dogs that the stomach is the most painful place to get shot. Is there any truth to that? Does Quentin Tarantino well, he's talking about shot know? He's only been shot in two places.
5: Yeah, I'm gonna have to get more experience.
3: Well, um, you might <laughs> have had dialogue with somebody else. It wasn't who a great place to get shot. It seems like a bad place.
1: Can you briefly tell us if it's not too painful. Where, uh, with the circumstances of, the, of this uh, incident, was uh,
5: it- I was just in uh, Marja, Afghanistan, uh, on my second deployment, and we we're doing a just regular patrol, and we got ambushed. And I was a combat engineer, so I have the metal detector. I look for mines in the ground. So I'm in the front, staring at the ground, and uh, just got shot. And now I'm sorry. What was your Gee, name? The, the other Sharon, Sharon Kang. Yes. Are you
1: a wounded veteran? No, I'm. Just no, she's shot. She's me. just a regular veteran. Yes. But, but, but still, you're both suffering post-traumatic stress symptoms, I gather. Uh, Is,
4: no, so anyone who can participate in our programs uh, who's a veteran service member or military family member. So some people do have PTSD. Other people are doing it to build skills. It's, you know, people come at it from a variety of but different But you've got adults. a
1: service dog, so that means that, that, that service, he's here with a dog. Yeah, he's not great for radio, but he is here. <laughs> he's a sweet dog. <laughs> he's very nice. You don't have a dog. No.
4: So, uh, awesome so enough.
1: are you? Is that does that dog mean that you are? Um, you have PTSD and that the dog calms you down.
5: Uh, yeah, that's part of his job. Uh, when I got him, I had a, more mobility issues. Like I got him from an organization called Puppies Behind Bars, so they hmm. train him in prisons in New York here, and. Uh, so, yeah, I got him from that, and he's been great. I've had him for about three years now, I think. And uh, his name's Liberty. He's awesome. Wow. He's hey. the only reason why people come to see me. But, and he, but he's motivated. mostly, at this point, he's for your mobility or for your mental health? Mental health mostly. Right? Am I I have mental health issues, you would say.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a licensed provider. No. But <laughs> I just he, keep
5: an eye on him. But you do go to a therapy as well? Yeah, I go to therapy a couple times a week. It's great. Get to cry about my mom.
3: I love therapy. You know, I go every week, and it's my favorite I thing like to it. do. I like it, even it's,
5: when I'm not feeling bad. It's like it's good to have someone who has like a baseline on yeah. who you are, and like they can see the ups and the downs it's before you can.
3: Legitimately, my favorite thing to do. I love it. Yeah, it's a one-sided conversation. Yes, it's, it's a beautiful. Thing. <laughs> you know, Joe yeah. and
1: I had we we, we were in country uh, as part of the
3: uh, USO. Yes, tour. I went to Iraq. I never Afghanistan. Iraq twice. In Kuwait. Oh, bragging! But never, uh, never after. I only went once. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did one tour.
1: Dogs. I did one tour uh, of a week. Yeah. And uh, I did get injured. We went to the swimming pool at Saddam's. The swimming pool. Res- You ever camped? Camp palace. Camp freedom. Does that ring a bell? Or that was in Iraq. I, I was in the
5: middle of nowhere both times. All was- right.
1: So I jumped off the ten-meter board. <laughs> In the pool, it was right.
3: very high, for yeah, you folks very high. Home. and I
1: got to the top of the board, and there were a bunch of vet, combat veterans in the pool looking at me, and I said to myself, "Now, normally, I would have climbed back down whimpering, but I said, "Well, I can't do that in front of combat veterans." Mm-hmm. So I jumped, and I, I landed wrong, and wouldn't you know it, my my butt bone was hurting for a week? Mm, that yeah, all a purple heart. No, yeah. I didn't get a purple heart. No, Should
5: I apply? I don't think I'm. Well, like I think a lot of people... heart.
3: your butt bone,
5: folks. <laughs> I think a lot of people leave Iraq with a hurt butt bone. But I, I do want like d- that's like the main problem. I have. do want to talk about so so. Let's talk,
1: guys, about uh, the uh, this program. What's it called again?
4: Comedy Boot Camp.
1: Comedy Boot Camp, which is which you guys are involved in. So so, what's that? What
5: are you all doing with Comedy Boot Camp? Let's hear from 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 you first. Um, we I just forgot. we help. It's it's like a writing room, really. Um, we just we give them the basics of what comedy is and wh- what a joke is, and then we uh, they go home. They well, come back so you, with they, ideas you, and material. You're saying they? So in other words, are you part of the management team? Uh, I help instruct the class. Um, I took the the first uh, comedy boot camp in D.C. a few years ago, and I never left. Like I just kept hanging out in the back because I had so much fun. And then after a while, Sam started to incorporate people who had taken the class and who were still actively doing comedy. To help teach the class. Do you know Joe Cash now? By the way, he Joe he was Cash.
1: a uh, he lost his leg in uh, Iraq or Afghanistan. Oh he, yeah,
5: yeah, bald. bald um, well, I, uh, he 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 did that DVD uh, with Bob Saget and. Uh, he might have done. He was a guest here, and I wasn't there that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just showed him a few months ago in Virginia. He's a yeah, very funny. If it's the same guy. Well, probably it might be. I don't know. How many one-legged comics are there really? Because there are a bunch. Probably not the many. Market if he's a combat veteran and a, a amputee
3: doing comedy, it's probably it. Maybe. And um, there was a guy named Tom Hayes in Boston. He had one leg, but there was no veteran. I think he was mm. born with mm. one leg or something. Mm, that's not a good story. No. No, I just uh, born with one leg. Uh, I hate myself. Now, how about yeah. you? You're oh, just
6: you're <laughs> So I'm also but, I've also gone through the comedy boot camp program, and I've been out for uh, I took it about a year and a half ago. And um, I stuck around because it, it's great. It's um, I was transitioning out of the military, and I saw that this opportunity was available, and I was like, "Heck, why not?" I have nothing to lose, and um, it was a it was a nice way to like kind of explore what my hobbies could be, or who I am, and like talk about things. And like, not all veterans have. Um, the same story. Every veteran has a different story. So it's interesting to see, like, what other what other students come up with in these classes. And, like, it's a very um, rewarding wo- moment when you see your fellow classmates going up there and doing the graduation show and having a very successful show.
3: Now, how many people are in the class at a time? Is it's usually it like 10 to 12? Yeah, it's 10
4: to 12. We actually, so we run... We're around about six day classes a year. We're actually funded by the Bob Hope Foundation, um, which, is, which is, like, really cool, a huge honor. Yeah. Um, and we get upwards of, like, for a class of 10 to 12, we'll get up to 100 applications for that program. Wow. So there's this huge demand. Because I think the veteran and military experience, it's it's so unique uh, in American society. Less than 1% of the population serves since 9-11. Right. So it's not people coming up, like, talking about the same dick jokes or dating. It's, like... Michael's getting on stage. Well, there are a lot of dick jokes, but. Um, I
3: love dick jokes.
4: Everyone loves dick jokes, but. Michael, you know, people like Michael coming on stage talking about life with your service dog which is something that very few people right. can experience, mm-hmm. ha- experience but they can kind of learn from that um, from right. hearing that on stage. Now is this
3: something that the uh, regular folks can go can civilians go buy a ticket and watch the show? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow, okay. So is there, is there a website or a tour where people can go I want to go see this show?
4: Yeah, so we're, we're based in D.C. and Southeast Virginia um, and so you can go to our website ASAP ASAP.org um, or uh, Comedy booth camp.org and it has all, all of our performances coming up. We do about three or four performances a month um, the main the main places we do in DC are the DC Improv, Draft House Comedy Theater. Um, then we'll do like the Funny Bone. Oh, I, oh, I love
3: the those. Draft House. I love those venues. Yeah, yeah. I love yeah. The Draft house, house is nice. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites.
4: There's not a lot of
5: clubs in DC. There's a good comedy community in DC. Oh, for it, sure. It, all we really have is Draft House and the Improv. And then really. the Big Hunt is like the, the new. Big Hall Hunt, room. yeah, yeah. I love the Big Hunt. Do you as well. want to
1: do comedy for a living? Or, I do. Or,
5: or, I go to school now because they pay me to go, and I did. Well, that. you're on the
1: GI Bill or something.
5: Uh, Voc Rehab, kind of. When you get hurt, you get a couple extra benefits, and uh, so yeah, I do that. I get paid to go to school, and then I use that to pursue comedy. And you know, at the end, I either have a degree or I'm still doing but what comedy. What are you studying at school? Journalism. Okay. Because that's funny. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> can be. There's a lot of funny journalists. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'll work for the under. Well, ju-
1: journalism is under the gun right now. Obviously, with you know, uh, Trump is insulting journalists left and right, and and there's you know there's a mistrust
5: amongst many. Yeah, I think they hate each other, so, I, I mean, <laughs> they go back and forth, you know. They, there's probably other stuff going on, but I haven't heard about it in a while. You think the world just stopped turning, right? It's just Trump, Trump, Trump. Yeah, there's a lot of Trump. It's uh... Well, we were
1: talking about Ivanka being just constantly eviscerated on social media, pretty much everything she does... Yeah, which is weird, right? Like she insulted, <laughs> Very weird. like she said that Kate Spade, who just killed herself, she said, well, you know, depression can hit anybody, and you should go seek mental health care. That's an awful and, thing to and, say. Yeah, and people were like, well, <laughs> fuck you, because your father cut funding for mental health care, I guess. Yeah. I, and I, I, but it's like, that, it's not her fault if her father cut funding. and no. And, and she's saying something nice and instructive and important. Right. You know, and I, so I, I don't... And they're all they're all shitting on her.
5: Yeah, you can't... I mean, once people hate you, you can do no right. Like, there's nothing... I don't think any of them can say anything that someone would be like, that's
3: a good point. But this is that the thing is we a do point. now, too, where we say they're all shitting on her, but in reality... Probably a couple hundred thousand people tweeted at her, but there's right. about 350 million well, people that, in the that, country, that so is it's true. actually a very small percentage of people who actually care. Most people, if we went through and asked people in this building here, well, what do you that, call it, a that, restaurant, they'd probably go, I don't even know what you're talking about, we don't even know who Kate Spade is. You know, is.
1: you may be right. You know, we tend to look at the social media and think, well, this is represents, yes. we, no. we don't
3: really know what it represents. They say people are outraged by this, but it's like, well, there's actually only 43,000 tweets, which there's more people at this Toronto Blue Jays game than actually are tweeting about something.
6: But the thing about social media is it gives everybody a platform and it allows everyone to share their opinion. Yes. So if it's a platform that they can share their opinion, somebody's listening, right?
3: Yeah, and most people's opinions stink, including yeah. my own,
4: <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But I, would assume, I would assume
3: the outrage against Ivanka
1: is fairly widespread. Uh, j- just knowing what I would, just what seems to be in the air is that anything, anybody associated with Trump does, they'll find a
5: reason to be. Outraged by it, yeah, yeah. But that's every president and the other side. Yeah. Like it's just like it's I hear machine. to say to say that when Obama was president, you hear a whole lot of from the right. It's like not my president now. Trump's president. Of the left is going not my president. It's like you guys are just repeating the same shit with a different guy. Well, in it may charge. be
1: that now we're much more focused. On, even since Obama was president, it seems like I'm on Twitter more. I don't. I can't say that Twitter is more important than it was in the Obama years. I guess it's not, but. But, you know, social media is certainly more important than it was when when Bush was around.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, that was a minute ago. You know,
4: <laughs> But unfortunately we, just, days. unfortunately, we just react, too. It's just like yelling into the vacuum. It seems like there's a lot of people who yell into the vacuum, and they get that endorphin rush when people retweet them, but they're not really thinking, like, what's the long game here? Right, right. Um, it mean, might feel good to re- yell into the vacuum, and I might agree with you, but at the end of the day, what do you what are you trying to achieve in that right. long That's term? That's why if
5: you look at my social, it's just pictures of my dog at different events. I thought you going to say
3: dick for a second. I got excited. <laughs> no, so I was like, that. I'm going to follow you right now. <laughs> it, it's big and black and furry, but it's not my dick. <laughs> but,
5: uh, no, because I don't care. It's like I hate all just social media, but I know I have to do it. So I'm like, here's my dog at this show. Here's right. my dog at this show. Well, now, you guys are military guys. The
1: stereotype would be that you guys are, 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 are MAGA people. That no, would be the stereotype. I don't I vote.
5: I've never voted. Uh, I don't like any of them. I, I, I'm in the. I'm in the camp of it. none of it matters. They're gonna do whatever they want anyway. Not a lot. I went to war under Bush. I went to war under Obama. Somebody's gonna go to war under Trump. It's just like. Did you go to war because you believed in the cause or you wanted yeah, money for school? Yeah, because I was no, I was 17. and I was dumb, and uh, I was in ninth grade when 9/11 happened. I'm like freedom. Read and then right. when I, I was telling him early, I was laying in bed like after I got hurt, just reading and reading and stuff. And I'm just like, the more I read, I'm like, this was nonsense. Like yeah. I gave up a lot of my life for some weird stuff. Like I don't know. I just I just look back and it just seems like a pattern of just invading the same countries
3: and the same results. Yeah, there is a pattern. Can I ask you this? Have you watched the movie Restrepo? Did you see that yeah, movie? Yeah, Restrepo's good. Yeah, is it? Is it now? You're a, obviously a veteran of that war. Is it? Because to me, it was like one of the best movies well, I've ever seen see, in my I life. I never
1: saw Restrepo. It it's a Re- documentary, documentary made the
3: guys. Well, you, maybe you could tell them probably more accurately.
5: I haven't seen it in a while. Those are those are who is, There's an the army. So when I watched that, it's like it's kind of different, and they're like. There's a good one called Battle for Marja. I was in Marja in Afghanistan, that and that one's all Marines. And because uh, I was the I was the deployment after they took Marja. Okay. So it was like it was a weird spot. Marja, that's him, Marja, one. Marja.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, a good
6: spot.
3: Uh, yeah, Restrepo was an Army unit in East Afghanistan, and uh, they had like full all access. And it gets really amazed. I mean, there's fatalities that are yeah, documented. The, they had some just, pretty close combat yeah. situations there. That was a weird one. I think the filmmaker passed away later on. Yeah, not during during that. That. He
4: was, he yeah, was yeah. killed. In uh, Libya, I believe. when, when yes. I was
1: uh, over there, I and talking to the, you know, for my for my brief week, talking to the guys over there and the gals, and most of them, I think, when I asked them why they were there, they, they most of it was like seeking adventure or money for school or nothing else to do. Uh, meaningful. I didn't hear a lot of "I believe in the car. You were on
5: a base with a swimming pool. Well, no,
4: that was that was an
1: R and R. That was an R and R base. I was on other
5: bases too, where there's no swimming pool.
4: But I think it's like to your point about like your perception of like veterans or service members as uh, MAGA people. I mean, I think it's kind of looking at what is a veteran, right? Like a veteran represents people from all walks of life. It's a slice of. But it's
6: not a complete... Yeah, go ahead. We're still people. Like, we have different opinions. Right, but you're a
1: specific kind of person. Just like comedians are a specific kind of person. The average person doesn't do comedy. Comedians, as we said earlier before you sat down, are a little off, more likely to have mental health issues, probably more likely to have substance issues. And so we have our traits that characterize us. Veterans are not the... The average person does not yeah. join the Army. But, the, but the, Certainly I, not the average uh, New York City person.
4: Yeah, but the so the military is, you know, millions of people, right? And so if you think about a million-person organization, there's going to be different profiles within well, that I'm not saying they're all the
1: exact same, but I'm saying there is some characteristics.
4: Within, I mean, and Michael could speak more to this. So there's special forces guys who have a specific characteristic. There's logistics people who have a different characteristic. It's like, you know, you're your investment bankers have a very different uh kind of characteristic than the people who are working in the back office. And I think there that's sometimes like that one voice. Uh, oftentimes it's like that white male combat veteran per se, not to like racialize this, but that's often what the perception of the veteran is. That's that's typically the loudest voice in the room, but that's not necessarily the representative voice in the room. So I mean I think I only call this out because like I think there is that perception and it's it could become when it's associated with someone who's as divisive, divisive as Trump. It could actually become a wedge issue, um, and it's actually something where uh, the veteran experience really represents the human experience in a lot of different ways. It's just magnified, right? Because you're in the service or you're at war. Did you so I, say
5: magnified?
4: Magnified. <laughs> yeah. I think
5: one thing a lot of them look for is just who's going to give money to the military is is a big thing. Because I I went in. Um, I'm a I do a lot with explosives. We heard stories when we were in school where it was like, uh, under Clinton, instead of getting TNT and C4, they'd get blocks of wood and they'd pretend on that. And then they'd get the real stuff when they're just out in country. And it's like, that's not when you want to learn how to play with C4 and TNT. So it's just like, whoever is going to give us the funding so we don't die while we're doing whatever you want us to do, because we'll go do whatever you want us to do, then they'll support that. So like they just want to live. They just want good training so they can live and they can do whatever uh, rich white people tell them to go do. <laughs> okay, but you also have a political. You have political opinions. There, there's very little talk of politics in is the it? military. It's all just like you're
6: there it, for it, it's a mission.
5: It's really just a, it's, yeah, and it's a. Fra- it's just young dudes. Like nobody gives a shit about politics. Really, it's like you're living in a hole. It's not like I wonder how Congress is going to vote on this. You know, it's just the most politics we ever got into was we were training to go to either Iraq or Afghanistan and they uh it was the government shutdown and none of us were going to get paid and it was like we'll go oh, fight yeah. your own war. Yeah, you want to get there. Yeah. If, you know, I'm not living out in the desert so you guys can argue about this dumb shit. Right.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that we're seeing now is we've been at war for 17 years. Um and when less than 1% of the population's fought a war with no clear end goal, no clear outcomes, um it, it puts a lot of pressure and burden on a very small slice of the community, and because we don't have a draft anymore... Um,
5: Bring back the draft, right?
4: I'm all, that, that's <laughs> the message. If you take one thing you, away from this podcast...
5: <laughs> do you feel that way, that the draft uh, should be reinstated? No, oh, no, no, no. No. I like I like that uh, some countries have you have to do some sort of service yeah. like like maybe definitely not the military for everyone yeah, yeah. but if you want to be a crossing guard for a couple of years and just like help kids yeah, not yeah, get run over I appreciate for that too. That.
3: Yeah, that's service. Picking yeah. up trash, whatever it is. A couple just, years of community service. Yeah.
4: Just I Now like
3: what it. was your name again? I'm sorry. Uh Sam. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, he's incredible.
5: What's that? I said Jay Wiz. I should have written it down. You get lost <laughs> in those eyes. He is a nice-looking lost. man, but
1: so you had no desire to join no them. Man. I know I'd asked you this already, but oh,
5: he, he, oh he, Sam he, is he, soft. Feel his hands. Sam, you're not in. Feel at his all. hands. Feel those, he hands. <laughs> you be, those uh, nice
1: hands. You didn't want to be. he had no desire or no inclination. Oh, here's Noam. Yes, because how did it feel to be around these real, these real brave guys, and then you didn't do it?
4: Um. I think I thought about that a lot early on. Yeah. Right. So I thought early on, like, there's, there's gonna be this disconnect. I think, um, pretty quickly, people appreciated and acknowledged the, like, what we were trying to do. And no, recognize. they appreciated
1: it. But how do you feel? Because I remember when I was over there, I felt I was like, Jesus, I am a f- pussy.
5: We all like <laughs> bowed down the same. I was just telling him, like, I think he's like secretly just gathering veterans to start a coup later on because, like, because like he. He gives a lot of people a lot of different opportunities and ways to express themselves, and Get they Noam. really appreciate that. Noam
1: just arrived, for God's sakes. I'm sorry we have to ask you to say, say goodbye to uh, Darren Hi. Kang. Bye. But uh, we loved having you. And you, by the way, you can eat for free here.
5: Don't steal my
4: Because dog, you were on the Sharon.
3: podcast. Noam Dorman. Not, not because of your service, but because of the podcast. Noam Dorman we is ap- late. But we appreciate <laughs> your service to the podcast. But if you want free
4: food for your service, go to Applebee's. <laughs>
1: Noam is late, but better late than never. Well, he he just...
0: warned me there's a dog under the table. Yeah, I that's a right. service... oh, sorry
1: about that. There's a service dog. Oh, poor thing. Not that that means you can't trip over him.
0: I stepped up. Noam was out Damn because her. he had
1: won a Greenwich Village Society for Historic Preservation Award. Oh, wow. Uh, it says here, presents a 2018 Village Award to Comedy Cellar for providing a family-owned venue for world-class cutting-edge comedy that has since 1982 continued the Village's role as a launching pad for great new talent in the, f- in the field of humor and performance. So we do congratulate you, Noam. For this prestigious award. Thank and you, we you. offer you this Laurel and hearty handshake. Mazel tov. <laughs> Well thank deserved.
4: God bless you. But, uh,
1: <laughs> this is... Um, Hail Sam. Sam, Sam Pressel. <laughs> Pressler. Pressler. And he runs Comedy Boot Camp. Yep. Helping veterans integrate into society. He's very toned. He has his shoulders. He's a nice looking man. We've been through that. Yeah. Do you want to feel his hands?
5: They're soft.
0: Oh, I like they that. They're nice. And this, yes, this, they, other, this gentleman is <laughs> uh, Michael Mike. Garvey.
1: Michael Garvey. U.S. Marine Corps, retired.
4: Yes. <laughs> well, why are yeah. we, we having such a military
1: show today? What was the... Uh... I don't know. Because that's when we booked right. them. They I don't know why. It's
4: Veterans Day, isn't it? No, it's the anniversary because of D-Day, they, but I don't think there good was good a Because they were guests, and they happen to be coming today.
1: Yeah. There's no particular... It's
3: not just military. It's military comedy. He's Michael's a comedian, and Sam runs a comedy... try. Uh, foundation yeah it? michael a is, thing, is trying to get comedy thing michael is using comedy to
1: help Weird. veterans overcome their ptsd overcome humor and integrate into
5: society or just find something fun to
3: do i don't know what they're the hell he's out doing. of their
1: mind
5: it's, the, it's <laughs> very little research so. <laughs> we just want to help veterans and what if, just if you want to get out of the house more if you want to yeah, get just, better at public speaking whatever so where do you guys stand on the me too stuff the Me Too? Jump right
4: into it. <laughs> I, he, we it, were just
5: it, actually talking about that, and Sam is worried about me in the future. Is this the beginning of the show? <laughs> we're at the end of the show, oh, because oh. you came late. So jump right into it. No,
1: we'll just restart. Well, I wanted to get to the wedding cake thing, but... I'll get to the wedding cake. Go ahead. No, then. well, since
0: Noam loves to talk about issues of the day, and... and uh, um, well, as you recall, I had a debate with a woman from the ACLU... Yeah. I think you were up there and I told her that the wedding cake was going to go that way and she told me no and she started screaming at me and once again Dan once again yeah, I was once right once again known as prescient yeah yeah um, not, not prescient you know when you if you can analyze something without putting your own personal uh, interests and, and uh, what was it biases into it you can get it you can usually get to a good answer but people are so unable to separate how they feel about something from the logic of something
4: mm.
1: Well, anyway, just for just for the listeners who may not—I'm uh, assuming everybody knows about it—but boring. The Supreme Court. There was a there was a baker who didn't want to bake a cake for a gay couple or didn't want to put on top of the cake happy uh, happy, gays. happy gay marriage, whatever so- gays. something. Gay gays. Anyway. They said, "Well, no, you got to do it because that's uh, you know you, you can't it a
0: gay discrimination. Like, have a gay wedding cake topper Ooh. or a wedding cake, gay wedding cake bottom bottom oh, all right <laughs> Mike power bottom." Uh, so, so went to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court
1: said his religious beliefs uh, take. I believe. I mean, I don't. I don't have the opinion in front of me, but that his religious beliefs need to be respected. As a Christian, he doesn't believe in gay marriage. He should not be forced to make a cake. Uh, specifically a cake for a gay marriage with a gay marriage theme or whatever.
3: Is yeah. that
0: a rough uh, I actually I actually been so busy I didn't I didn't read about it and I didn't read the <laughs> opinions. None right? of us
3: know anything about it, but, uh. but that's roughly
0: more or less what the decision was. Yes. But it what I did pick up from the uh the blurbs what was interesting is that two of the liberal justices of the court voted uh with the conservative majority so that one can probably presume that uh it was a uh it, it was a very, very compelling case because you know the liberals don't want to vote that way. It,
4: I believe the argument was it was a very narrow decision and it was based on uh, at the Colorado level some uh, opinions expressed on that court that were more personal oriented rather about the facts of the case. So they narrowly reviewed it and sent it back. Yeah, that's why this
6: guy
1: knows his <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, Sam, it sounds like he has a legal background. The Supreme
5: Court in Colorado had the. I'm lost. I'm, lost. I'm lost. Cheers. <laughs>
1: well, anyway, Michael, I know you say you're not big into politics, but uh, any thoughts? Should no I, I like I conspiracy ba- theories. I ba- <laughs> think
5: we're being run by a secret government uh, and the shadow government, and that's that's how it always will be. And the rest, the president is a puppet, and we're th- he's just there to get yelled at. Be that as it may. <laughs> should a baker be obligated to no. bake a cake for a gay? Uh, I don't think so. Just vote with your dollar if you're upset with like. Chick-fil-A pissed off everyone, and nobody stopped going to Chick-fil-A because they're like, the chicken nuggets. They're too good. I I
3: didn't want to go to Chick-fil-A because I wanted to support the business, but then marriage, gay marriage became the law of the land, so it felt like, well, gay marriage won, so I can go back to Chick-fil-A now. Right. Mm. The
0: the problem was, and this is why I thought they go this way, then you start running into the the idea of of, uh, having to have a... a uh, black baker do a, ba- uh, b- a, a wedding cake for, a some, for some for some for uh, some white supremacist yes. thing or whatever it is. A clan y- cake. Y- you start getting into com- compelling people to do things that violate their conscience. Now right. of course there we, there are lines that we have drawn. for instance, and and usually they regard uh, the black. Situation, it's a uh, race—the uh, Jesus Christ, I can't the even. Speak black of. Up, you see <laughs> the black situation. regards the situation of African Americans because they have a unique historical uh, uh, oppression in this country. Yes. And so things like uh, making laws about public accommodations and things like this—these were unprecedented laws at the time, and they had to be made. But the court has been loath to just willy-nilly expand this kind of. Uh, unique protection based on a strict scrutiny of race to every single thing under the sun. Well, in other
1: words, if I could just...
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm out of breath from running. That's why I'm having trouble... In other going. words, we should just... In, a,
1: in There are those who believe that people should be allowed to, if you have a private business, serve who you want to serve. You can be... You know, we have a right to be an asshole and there should be complete freedom of association as a general matter. But in extreme situations, like you had with segregation in the South, it may be appropriate for the government to come in and make laws saying, you, you gotta serve these people.
0: Yeah, and I think, I think serving people, I, I don't think that, I think the Supreme Court would also rule that you can't bar gay people from coming into a hotel or something like that. And I, and I think that's right. Because if public accommodations were to bar a whole class of people, the people can't function well in society. But then to expand that to uh, compelling everybody to do anything at all that we think we they ought to do um, is the court. The court is, is not eager to do that because of the reasons I said. So then you then and you can just you could just imagine it. You know, like a Nazi going to the Jewish baker to come on and put a swastika on my cake, and the guy says, "I don't want to put a swastika on your cake." Oh, you you can't you can't. I'll just pay it down. Right. Okay, I'll <laughs> put a swastika on your cake. Uh, anyway, but I'll, been, I'll, I'll, I'll i mean, read about it. I
5: draw. Just. The shirt. same. It's, it's going to be the
0: same thing with the nuns having to have birth control, uh, Obamacare, and provide birth control. I predict the court is going to say no. Wait, I don't know about no, that case. I don't know if it's going to look if it's if it's. Uh, is it Hobby Lobby? Is that the case? I don't, I don't know.
3: know. I'm not sure. Where
0: the uh, you're more informed than the, I. The nuns sure. didn't want to to um, have to provide health insurance that provides birth control. Right. And Obamacare mandates that they have to do it. And I predict the courts will take the nuns' side because it's so easy for the government to find a way to get people some particular exception for this. And they can provide a program for people who have conscience, don't want to provide birth control, and get people their birth control. But the whole country was founded on the idea of not compelling people to do things that violate their religion. Right. And, and the court's not going to want to do that if there's an easy and a, an efficient alternative. It doesn't matter how you feel about birth control or nuns. That's not the point at all. The whole, the whole point of all these protections is that they're supposed to be there for the time, for the people that you don't agree with, so that they're for you when you need them. That's true. That's what we're fighting for. Yeah, but yeah, people have totally forgotten that. That's what
3: they tell us we're but, fighting
5: yeah, for. People freedom. have totally forgotten have that. Freedom. You need these things try.
0: to be there. Sooner or later, your number comes up. And you're the one in a thousand person who's getting compelled to do something or, or having to abide by an opinion you don't, you don't agree with. And that's what civil liberties are all about, the protection from the tyranny of the majority. Right, Dan?
1: Yes. Yes. I yes. guess so. <laughs> um, so you're saying you you not only predicted the Supreme Court decision, but you agree with the Supreme Court decision.
0: Yeah, I, I think I agree with it. I mean, I, I, I'm i not an expert on it, but yeah, I, I think that uh, they should stay out of people's lives... As much as they can and people need to stop and remember again that it's quite un American in a way and therefore something we really need to stop and think about before the government compels you to do something that you really find violates your conscience. And as as the argument I've always given, if somebody if, if we get attacked and there's a draft, if I say, Listen, I'm a conscientious objector, Callback. I don't feel I can, I can uh, kill somebody, they will honor my conscience and say, okay, you don't have to go fight. That's nice. But if, if, if they will not compel you to fight for your country when it's attacked, maybe they don't need to compel you to make a, a cake.
3: Right. But I guess the counter argument is that they're worried that um, it's not, he's using his religion as an excuse and it's actually just hatred of a group. He doesn't want to serve a group. Yeah. Uh, is what they're saying. Uh, he's allowed to hate a group. Yes, it's it's not illegal to hate a group.
0: I wouldn't That's want to, if a guy hates Jews and doesn't want to make a, a, a bar mitzvah cake, you know. Now, but there are, I'm not an absolutist because, and people, wise people have to know where to draw lines. If it became a situation where it kind of reached a critical mass, where a particular class of people couldn't live happy lives, couldn't, it wasn't as easy as just going to the guy next door or whatever it is, we would have to step in and say, no, this is this is more than we can handle and we're gonna have to make some have some extraordinary countermeasures. But I don't think that's what the situation is. I don't think these people are having trouble getting a. Mike and a Sam family. are looking like they, they, they're a little. They
1: feel a little bit like they weren't expecting this.
5: No, I'm just thinking like, but we do, for we me cover me it all like, here. In the when everyone know. when everyone when anyone justifies whatever they're doing with something that caveman wrote in a book a long time ago it just my brain shuts off yeah, but, that's what the, like, but that's what the constitution no, but I understand. provides you, you're absolutely right that it's there to protect people To you have these freedoms and that's why I'm saying vote, vote with your dollar but we do like there are different standards like if we found out a bakery uh, didn't uh, wouldn't serve Jewish people like that would be an outrage and everyone would be very upset and I think that
0: uh, it would be more of a big deal listen if I if I, if I was a baker and somebody wanted me to make a uh, cake which was dishonoring of the military mm. or you know after Vietnam you know made some uh, some pictures of a soldier's you know killing babies or whatever it is as a protest i say listen I don't want to make that stupid cake right go go get someone else to make it right yeah vote with your dollar but what uh, now I, know, now, I know what you're thinking, and, and it's not an easy issue because, because there is something about bigotry I against homosexuality we, we want to resist. You know, right. So that's why two liberal justices voted the other way. It's not, it's not an easy
4: case. No, Same it's looks not upset. easy. I just don't speak on things uh, I'm not an expert in. Uh, well, no, everybody I'll...
0: else is doing it.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I have to represent an organization. Sam has
4: an, an image. He okay, let's put it on the law.
0: <laughs> Are you an expert on homosexual love? Oh, Absolutely. yes, he is. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thank you. He felt his hands. I had a feeling. Well, he, by the way, Sam is playing it close to the vest. He also didn't want to discuss his... Uh, his sex life in college. Well, he's running an
3: organization, of course. So you gotta you gotta I
1: bet you Mike would be happy to discuss what he's in college now,
3: actually. Oh Jesus, we should not discuss this one. <laughs> no.
1: yeah. go
4: way deeper no. than we wanted it to
1: go. Anyway, for whatever, you don't have to. No, I'm just college, saying that...
5: I go to a community college though, so it's different, you know, it's a commuter thing. No one lives there. Then I didn't it's just... kiss a girl
1: for four years.
5: Why?
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what you're
1: thinking. A good looking guy like yourself with those lips. These birdie lips. But These um, bird lips. You know, the truth is, is I was painfully shy. where do you go Painful. to college? Oh, I, was,
5: I used to be very shy, too. University so, of Pennsylvania. You get shy, and someone gives you a dog, you don't want to be shy anymore. It's like, I can't go three feet without somebody just wanting to fucking talk to me. But my favorite is saying, is just shutting down hot chicks. Because, like, I don't let anyone pet him. But the fa- the look they give me, because they don't hear no. Yeah. They don't hear no ever's. So, can I pet the dog? I'm like, now, no. that's interesting. I've gotten yelled at for it. Be like, you know, some people are just accommodating. I and I'm talk. like, well, that, i that's, that's
4: bullshit, though. That's bullshit. Okay, I don't. Okay, one hot. One no, you should be swearing.
3: You run an organization, for God's sake. A nonprofit <laughs> organization.
4: <laughs> you guys set me up. Um, so we did a comedy show accidentally for 52. Oh,
5: okay. This was the Miss America. Pe-
4: <laughs> so we did a comedy show for 50 Miss America, like the 50, 52, like. 52. Puerto, 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 Puerto Rico. And uh, the other Guam, place. Guam, Guam. Whatever. We did that in D.C and right. Michael's entire set is about how he is a service dog and like all the stupid stuff people say to him about his service dog and how they ask, always ask the pet and all these things and then immediately after the show all of the Miss America I also
5: said I like boobs
4: it's a fair point
5: so they were they were helping me I was helping them it was me and Sam in this restaurant with, with just 52 Miss America. Now, how many of the 52 did you? Bang? None. They were just. They were just. They were very nice. And uh, unfortunately, they, they told. They were like a very special guest is coming, and they just get this DC, and they're like, we might meet the president. And then they're like, here's your very special guest, and I come stumbling out with a my dog, Gar- Mike Harvey, and, uh, and, and yeah, and Mike Harvey and his dog Liberty. <laughs> You're way better than the president. It, it was well. Thank it you. was
4: also the week of the like police shootings in Dallas. Oh, and shit. so they so the woman who organized it asked me to give a motivational speech in the beginning because of the tenor of the week. Oh my god. And asked me when I got there like an improvised motivational speak and that's I am, a
3: tough spot
4: and so I was like you girls are leaders in your community oh my God. <laughs> and you God are going to be the ladies. ones who are going to serve and bring us together and I didn't mean any of it
1: well, uh, <laughs> question for, uh, for Mike Garvey yes to Mike Garvey or Mike Harvey
5: Garvey with a Mike G. Mike Garvey. Like that baseball player I, don't know if I recently tri- heard is not a good guy. Steve Garvey. I don't know yeah. if you... Uh, oh, he's from the old days, Steve Garvey. The Dodgers. Yes. Yeah. I don't I know heard if they you- kept him out of the, the World Series because he, had, uh, he was a little I don't know promiscuous. If you fly That's not a right.
1: Hmm. I don't know if you fly a lot. I do. With the dog. With the dog. Do you get special... treat? Do they have the temerity? The audacity to 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 to, to uh,
5: s- search you and to, and to give you a random... It depends on whether or not I have a beard. If I, we we're just talking about that. If I have the beard, I get the full pat down. If I don't have the beard, they don't. I don't have to go through the body scanner, which is nice because all the scar tissue in my stomach shows up as something hidden underneath all my clothes. So uh-huh. they always want to like rub you, on that. You have a card that says, "Hey,
1: you know, I'm a combat veteran, a wounded." No, there's uh, no
0: card. By the way, have you guys had this experience? It's probably time to go. But I mean, we talk. It's not about this. time to go. I hope it's related to my well, question. It's about flying, and I found it astounding. I was buying a ticket back from Vegas, and for $25 more or something, you get to buy TSA.
4: Yeah. What?
0: That's wild. And you, that, you get that,
4: to buy them? That
0: means you get, you, get to, you get to go on a special TSA line. On oh, a pre-check. Like,
1: even more speed, as yeah. the JetBlue calls it. Is that the air? And, and, the- yeah,
0: and, 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 and with that, you don't have to take your laptop out of the case. You don't have to... Uh, Are you uh, sure about that? Yeah. Like, pre-check. I mean, the TSA you know, pre-check. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pre-check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, TSA pre-check. Yeah, sorry. Um, you don't have to take your your uh, shoes off, right? And you just buy it. Now I don't. If that, it's I, like I, a mockery of the whole system. I, are you yeah. sure that's true? I'm hundred percent sure, sure. I think I can,
3: you give them access though to like a lot of your like stuff. Like, yeah, my I got the pre-check and it was eighty five bucks for five years. But they set up. But then but you have to once give them. Everyone your, had that. Then they went with clear. Yeah, clear. 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 That's They've right. set up the same system for boarding that they do for security. Mm-hmm. So now it's like you gotta. You can get status.
6: You but I would think a standard. combat you should
1: at least get that as a combat veteran, like thrown in with your with your
5: purple heart and you also get, you know, TSA Pre. I mean, people are pretty nice to me. I'm I'm okay with it. I uh I like to fly southwest because they got that bulkhead in the front, and I just sit I there. I think every the, plane this, has a bulkhead. No, well, in the front of other planes, you pay extra money to sit in the front. You know, oh, you're saying southwest, you don't pay extra money. You just sit wherever. And so that front spot's got, like, three extra feet, so it's nice. I, I re- rely on the kindness of strangers because he'll start, like, right in my space. Like, he's not taking up any room, but five-hour flight, he's going to spread out a little bit. Now, has anybody ever volunteered to give you their first-class seat? No. But I've also, I, I stay away from planes that that's an option on. Oh, I see. Just, just like sometimes I have to fly like Delta or something to go to Arizona or whatever, and uh, I'll pay a little extra. But they're they're little, it's it's not even worth it because that bar is right there in the middle where your feet is. Like it's good if it's just your legs, but if you bought that seat to get a dog in, right, right. That, that's not handy for mm-hmm. me. Um, mm-hmm. But no, they're, they're usually very nice to me in airports. Everyone's cool. I've never had a huge problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's you know we fly a lot together, so he's messed up a couple of times. He's a good dog, but like one time he got sick in Colorado because I let him have a wild bone we found on the trail, and he was just shitting his brains out for four days. And we got to get on the plane, and he's still shitting. Oh wow. Yeah, we we lay he's shitting the airport in Colorado and Denver. Uh, we got to Florida. I ran him off the plane. I'm, I was just waiting for someone to close on me because I'm bawling through just everywhere trying to get him outside as quick as humanly possible. He shits all over the place right when we get outside of TSA. I gotta run back on the plane to get to Baltimore. And this—that's like, a big dog, too. That's a what kind of a doggy is that? Oh, uh, he's a black lab. That is not
1: like a uh, classically trained English Labrador. How do you do, Chris? Hello, oh, Chris there, Rock. What's that? We're what's doing a this? podcast. Oh, one of
5: those things.
0: What, hey, Chris.
5: What's going
1: on? That we got a we got combat a combat veteran here, and is and he's doing comedy to help integrate into society. Oh,
3: I know
5: he's got the big arms. All he looks
1: good. like the I'm veteran,
3: a veteran, but joke. You're he a joke. He's the veteran. joke? He's nothing. This guy. Oh, you're not the veteran? Um, you're the veteran? I am. He's got
5: the big arms though, so he maybe he should fight some more. No. Very funny. The, okay. Sometimes the dog marks. <laughs> okay. We don't know if he's funny, but but but
3: he's more, he's, he's newer.
5: <laughs> Thank you,
1: Chris. Um Chris Rock, ladies and gentlemen. That Chris was, Rock, uh, I that was. Comedy <laughs> veteran, Chris Rock. Um Oh, is he, that who that was? A lot of these service dogs you see are these tiny little dogs. It's like these, You see these girls getting on planes with oh, their little this is chihuahuas.
5: Because we were just on the Jim Jeffries show, which is, he was on the Jim Jeffrey <laughs> show. They found a news clip that I did a year ago, and they tried to use us as, as an example for, like, why people should have service dogs. Oh. And, like, so he didn't name me. He didn't talk about how I was doing comedy. He was just like. Here's a dog, Liberty, and this fucking guy who got shot in the stomach. That sucks, right? I'm just like, come on, bro. (laughs) Now, this is disappointing. I figured this is the
3: biggest thing that you guys Uh, have been a part of.
5: Yeah, because you said my name. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's better. Well, yeah, Harvey, Garvey, whichever.
4: We've had the opportunity to do some weird stuff. Like, we did a (laughs) veterans comedy show at the White House. Oh, wow. Not this White House in 2016. So we did a... Con- like eight veterans just same t- white no, house but different
5: president. but being in this building is way cooler than that like <laughs> yeah. this this building is well it's the it's comedy cellar Chris yeah. Rock didn't so walk excited. Chris
4: Rock didn't walk into our white <laughs> house he, he, no. he
5: just strolled yeah this place is very cool and, way, was, we are honored to be here this is very cool we, we were so excited Sam was like can you want to be on I'm like yeah man I will do Noam uh, is a huge
1: fan of our vet he never served himself but, uh, but he is yeah. a huge fan because he's smarter than the rest nah, of us. I, There's be, a reason one person. I
4: came here free. So after my uncle committed suicide in high school. Whoa. Bring uh, it I, it down. Now we're getting personal. Yeah, bring let's just down. end. That's on a really low note. Um,
5: <laughs> I'm also getting a divorce right now. Uh, if we want to make it even gee, sadder. Wait. You yeah. are a sad. And me. my girlfriend he got, he broke shot, up with he me. He got shot
4: twice. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I came here. I have herpes every month. Like <laughs> this was the place <laughs> I came I to. I were business class. was close to your uncle.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because if I committed suicide, I think my niece would go about her day.
4: Well, that, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> that's, that's I don't know. Sad. I think no,
1: she'd be sad, but I think uh, I you gotta know. make it memorable. <laughs> you, uh, you haven't <laughs> planned <everybody's> this out. <laughs> Not everybody's close to their uncle, is what I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was, like this is the place I came to to forget, and it holds a very special place for me. I remember like first time I ever saw John Mulaney was here, and I had no idea who he was, and now he's John Mulaney, and that you know this has been a really special place. And I was when Stephen reached out, I was just incredibly grateful for just is being he leaving video. because
1: we don't because we are taking the table I, I hope that who Chris
0: yeah
1: I I, hope, I don't think so but
0: uh, William William no. William William did he leave because there's no place to sit no no he' he's doing something he's doing something <laughs> okay what, what, what is the time that we have you want to wanna go, hang uh, out later? I have to go upstairs uh,
1: so I okay no I'm ha- so it's a good it's about time uh, that we <laughs> the show is basically over anyway Uh <laughs>
0: Oh. I, I was so scattered. I, I think I said no, stupid things. We do things. an hour. We do
1: an hour, and uh, the hour is uh, is nigh. But we'd like to thank uh, our dear friend uh, Joe List.
3: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It was great to meet our these guys. Our new friend
1: Sam yeah, Pressler.
0: Pressler.
4: Thank you so much for having us. Uh, thank with, you guys.
0: And Mike Harvey. And thank you, Garvey, like
5: the
4: Garby. baseball Garby.
1: Did you
0: see the Curb your enthusiasm where he wouldn't say thank you for your service?
5: Yeah. And he
1: got, well, I, it sounds so cliche. Should I say thank you for your service? It just sounds like cliche. Like, thank you for
5: the. What I do? I say it
3: off mic. I, I want to start be...
5: telling people to apologize for my service <laughs> because I was not old enough to vote when all this went down. This is all your
4: fault. <laughs> are, are you this proud, all are you your proud your of, of
5: your service? Or? Yeah, I, I love the Marine Corps. I love Marines. Um, I don't regret joining. Doing any of, I
0: just wish things have been different. Maybe we should say it to more people, like waitresses and prostitutes and everything.
3: That I, would say, it say, to, you
2: I say it to waitresses. Just dilute yeah. it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The best. I, I, I think that? So.
5: A girl got off stage after it was the best I've ever. She uh, she got up after me and she said, "Thank you for your service, dog." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Thank you. That's a good note to end on. Right. Yeah. Thank you, everybody.
1: Okay. Thank you. We'll see you next week on the Comedy Cellar Show.